So placing my hands on my heart, taking in that deep breath of love and gratitude. So grateful for this time to come together in this safe and sacred space, to share authentically from our hearts. Talk about our joys, our challenges, our insights, our learning. We're grateful to declare a healing right here and right now in this moment. Grateful for Jennifer, our teachers, our families, our friends, our communities all of our loved ones who transitioned before us and the whole company of heaven. We ask that they surround and support us in this moment and during this call and throughout our day. We're grateful to be able to share the benefits of our healing and expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be we are fully open to receive, and so it is. Amen. 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 So how's everybody doing? Who is uh, joining us on the phone? Hi, it's Sheila. I'm sorry. I'm on the way to the hospital to see my brother. It's not conducive to try and zoom it with video. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Sheila. Hi, Sheila. We just wanted to, I just want to know who it was. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mute me out because I have their building next door. My window's open, even though I'm on a different side of the house. Sometimes it makes noise. So, and just reminding if, if people uh, are interested in muting themselves when they're not sharing, it's just an option. We're all quiet today. <laughs> yes, we are. We are quiet, Deb. Wow. I'm feeling a sense of peace that I haven't had in a long time. I'm feeling like I just came through a fire. And I'm grateful to be through it. <clears throat> and I feel it's like shifting bigger than just me, you know. I hope you guys are feeling it too. Have you had any awarenesses that have seemed to help? I'm muting my cell phone since it just beeped. Um, I have had a lot of them and a lot of it's been around the grief and the guilt with my mom and some re releasing with that and I don't know, things are just opening i'm feeling more connected to spirit and receiving guidance and inspiration <clears throat> you know it always goes back to the same pattern for me of forgiving myself i really think it's that's what we're here to do it's all about forgiving ourselves sometimes we think it's somebody else but it's ourselves and when i wrote a forgiveness letter to myself around <clears throat> the last 24 hours of my mom's passing that's when i mean it was like another breakthrough another release shifting of energy 
So, yay, you know. Yeah, that sounds to me uh, like a great, because I know for myself, when I, I hear Jennifer, right, and I think I get it, but it's when I really experience it that really hits my heart. And that's what it sounds like it did for you, that you realize, and like, because I've heard her say, all forgiveness, self-forgiveness, I'm like, okay, I know it here, but here is where. Yeah, and we've probably heard her say that, or I've probably heard her say that, you know, a million times. <laughs> so, and it was very helpful for me to, I had my one-on-one -on -one with her, and I was very aware of the grief at the time, but she, in my conversation, just reflected that maybe I needed to work on guilt too. And it was after that conversation that that really came up and out and full, fully in my face and was released, you know, and that's also an old pattern, early, long ago pattern. <clears throat> so yay, I'm hoping we're getting closer to the root. <laughs> Yeah, so grateful when we can see that shifting momentum happening. Thank you for that. Well, Deb, you just seem so serene this morning. I'm telling you, it's like heaven on earth. <laughs> <laughs> it is heaven on earth. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, good to see that this morning. Thank you all for the process that you've helped me through. What I heard from what you said, the trade truck went by, but um, is the the words sometimes sometimes words really stand out to me it's the looking look at because i know for myself sometimes i notice stuff but i'm like oh yeah that's there but this and this and whatever and then when i just really look at it and and move through it feel it maybe and whatever isn't whatever it is just looking at it and um because it's actually when i look at it i see that I probably may, I made nothing really, but something, but out of way bigger something. No, yeah. For me, it's I'm I really have a sense that this is not only my own healing for this lifetime and many lifetimes, this grief work and this guilt pattern and this self-criticalness, but for an, like an intergenerational familial pattern that needs to, you know, it's time to awaken from and release and, and you know, maybe it's a collective pattern, I think, you know, we all have our own little specifics, but. It's good to be on this spiral up because I realized, and I might've said this in the past few classes that I had such resistance coming up to even staying in level three and It's gone, so. Stay in ML3.
Well, we're glad to have you made that decision to stay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. But I was going to say too. Great. Well, I'm uh, getting closer and closer to my big move day, which is uh, happening in stages. Um, I'll be moving in with my spouse probably next Friday, taking the cats with me into her one bedroom apartment, which should be quite a good circus. And um, um, so all this change, um, um, I felt pretty good physically or rather mentally and spiritually. I'm really at peace with it, but my body has been um, in a, quite an uproar, um, not sleeping very well, and a lot of inflammatory bowel disease activity, um, which I've been trying to calm down using physical methods and spiritual methods and mental methods clearing my my mind um but it's just been a, a little bit of a rough go for the last um couple of months i have to say i noticed that too with um um, the call that we got about Rudy's kidney that I felt like at peace in my mind and in my yeah. emotions and everything, but my body was like, Oh, hell no. <laughs> and it took a while for like, it showed up probably two or three days afterwards, but I noticed, um, same thing, the IBS acting up, the fibromyalgia acting up and, um, you know, started to feel like, you know, what the heck? I'm doing all this work and I'm feeling peaceful. Why can't you catch up, <laughs> you know, with the body? Why can't you catch up with everything else that is going on? And um, so I'm uh, using it as the divine alarm clock that it is. Um, you know, just telling me that there are still some things that I uh, wish were different, that I'm not um, accepting or coming to peace with and uh, work with that. And, uh, you know, like you said, still doing some of the physical things that I know um, seem to help with the anti-inflammatory uh, diet and stuff like that. But... Um, and lots of prayer. Oh my gosh, lots of prayer, um, lots of meditation. But it's funny because um, when I feel like I'm in that mode where my physical body doesn't feel well, it resists wanting to do those things that I know are good for me. You know, my dance practice, my meditation practice, my um, prayer practice. Um, it's like my, my body starts telling my mind, well, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And, um, so there's definitely some resistance there still that I'm working with. So. I am giving up my attachment that I have being healed in this life. I think that's an important step along that path for me, the attachment, and keep focusing on all the things that we need to do. And see the blessing, I just, you know, I, I look for things to be grateful for all the time, and I people all the time now, it's sort of weird. <laughs> people probably think it's weird, uh, but, 
Uh, yeah, I, um, it's easy for me to fall back on it. And uh, so to, to pull in the things to help calm down. I'm wondering, I hear you talking, both of you, and I've had some of that too, Sunday night <clears throat> flare-up of pain and inflammation and, and this inability, running my pattern of busy, 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 you know, recognizing it and allowing it and wondering what it's about, not resisting it and judging it, which is a great shift. But... And then it happened again last night, but last night it felt more inspirationally driven in part. But I'm wondering, is it really our body that's resisting the rest of it? Or is it the ego personality that's speaking through the body? You know, the body is our communication tool from the ego to show us it's in an uproar. It's in an inflammatory mode because we are raising up and healing and releasing and moving forward. Well, uh, in my instance, it was the inflammatory bowel's Crohn's disease, and it is a disease of the small intestine, which in the Chinese medicine model is the seat of the emotional life. It's, it is the connection with the heart. And uh, so I really think that there is... A message in all of that for me of unresolved issues still yet to be let go of things to be resolved give up the holy higher spirit so just let it go mm -hmm. and more to be done more to be done yeah i heard a perspective um I read it a couple of days ago. I shared this with Deb uh, on a call that we had, and it just kind of struck me. Um, uh, it was a a monk who, I guess, I don't know what you call a monk that's kind of a guru, who has followers and, and disciples that follow him. Uh, but he was um, in the process of transitioning. He reached the golden age, and it was and he fully self realized, um, and he was still experiencing some physical pain at his passing. And so one of his disciples, uh, you know, looked at him and said, you know, master, uh, are you okay? And he looked at him and with a smile and said, oh, I'm fine, but my body is just trying to catch up. <laughs> so what that told me was that, you know, our body has cellular memory. It's part of this third dimensional experience. And while our spirit may be where it, it needs to be or in the right path, the body doesn't always in sync at the same speed uh, as, as spirit. And that's okay. Um, I was reading something else later too. It's, it wasn't A Course in Miracles. So I think most of us are familiar with kind of what A Course in Miracles says about uh, healing and sickness but it was uh, more of a, of, a, of a Hindu teaching. And same thing is that illness is an illusion, but even though, but, but you still might physically experience some discomfort, but when you do, don't acknowledge it. You know, don't, uh, don't, 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 don't um, mentally buy into it if you can, because it's really about spirit overcoming the body. Um, so, Obviously, when any of us are in pain, that's easier said than done. And we're feeling that physical pain. But, but to me, it was kind of an interesting perspective. I never really heard that before. Thanks I never that. think because we're, phys we're physically suffering pain that somehow that's a, 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 a grading of our spiritual uh, acuity or progress. I think that, I believe that's really critical. Because then that's when the ego uses to beat you up. Yeah, yeah, see? Yeah, you thought you progressed. Nah, uh -uh. no. <laughs> um, 
Um, you know, I have pretty much constant neuropathic pain, but I never let it, uh, you know, I stay in really good spirits. I don't, uh, I don't focus on it. I stay in a good place. So I, I separate, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I separate my, my spiritual life and, and from the body because if I lived in that body all the time, I would, uh, it'd not be a good place to stay. Still thinking about that. Yeah, I'm amazed actually, Rand, at how you do that because <laughs> I mean, maintain your humor. You, you know, it's I don't have much of that. I only have this little part developed yet with humor, you know. <laughs> and and just be in, I mean, I've had plenty of physical pain, too, but not your kind of pain. And I know from my nursing background what that's like, and it's amazing. Well, what was that guy that, uh, I think a long time ago, I think he was the editor for the Saturday Evening Post or something, and he was very, very ill. And he uh, decided to heal himself with two things, vitamin C and humor. And he just watched nothing but all these old crazy old, you know, 30s and 40s, you know, slapdash comedies. And uh, that always stuck with me, you know, keep your humor, keep finding something to laugh about at all times. And he recovered from his illness. Yeah. Norman Cousins. Norman Cousins, yeah. There you go. Norman Anatomy Cousins. of an illness. Yeah. Anatomy of an illness. There you go. Beautiful. And uh, so once again, using uh, their spirit and mind over matter. As listening to everybody talk, I realized as I had this inflammatory response Sunday evening and through the night, I had terrible time sleeping and uh, getting comfortable. And I haven't had that in ages. But I noticed I didn't resist the pain. I just allowed it and acknowledged it instead of denying it or, you know, and then I, it moved me into self-care quicker than it ever has. And uh, I've done so much self-care, but it, it just was so quick, like, what do I need? You know, what do I need to support myself? And that really shifts it. It's amazing. So... Speaking of humor as a healer. <laughs> yeah. He's a cutie. He is a cutie. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants to be with mom. Yeah. I have to do the belts, you know, because they go for the comfort training. I think it's about his bedtime. Let's see in France. Was about eight hours ahead of us. That's too early. Well, that's interesting. I think that brings up some for me. That real, I had a realization that I'm really. I spent a lot of time in my life alone, you know, and I realized I think I did it. I've done it. the first part. I was because every I had so many buttons that every time I went around people, they always got pushed, right? 
And I so I started spending time alone and healing with massive living and all that stuff. And I'm, and I'm realizing that what came to me is that people who have relationships have have so many opportunities to practice all the time, right? And I don't have, I don't, not that I don't have that, but I do have it not the same as like family and a spouse or anything. And so I thought that I'm like, oh man, I, I don't know what to do to change that. And so it's like amazing. I didn't have to do anything except say yes to whenever I, I think I mentioned that that person who called me, they were going to leave and then they, they said they needed uh, someplace to stay in like three days. And and then they called up and said they're in a the hospital. I thought I had a little re- couple day reprieve, but they're here now. And it's it's so amazing that <clears throat> I even I think I've even talked about this before. That um it's just amazing all the opportunities that come up and how initially is it hasn't really shifted. Initially things that I was grateful for, I noticed after a week or so, I started getting irritated. <laughs> Which is, I think, what happens in relationships, right? That the things you love become like, and and I just, but I just noticed it. And um, I'm really, really, really extremely grateful because, <clears throat> because of my last experience, I don't know, if, I don't think anybody was heard about the, the in 2015, I had a different housemate experience. And that's, and what, what I think I even shared about this, uh, was that with you, Deb, last week, maybe? That the difference in my consciousness is showing up in how this housemate is and, um, and how I'm interacting with her. And so I just want to share that because I'm really extremely grateful because I'm hearing. <clears throat> Even in the experience with pain, is you know, seems like it's in a body, so maybe it's different. But I just want to want to share that I'm really, really uh, extremely grateful. And she, she's like such so intent on Course in Miracles. I was like, I never see her without a course book ever. She takes it with us if we go someplace. She she's always has it always is always looking at it, always reading stuff and, <clears throat> and just as like I said again this is another you know this is not maybe a reflection of my consciousness <laughs> but it's actually an opportunity for me to see to, to I've learned so much and she's been here like not even two weeks I think but um Gosh, I don't, I don't know how you guys do it, being married for like years. <laughs> it's like you're learning so much. So that's all. Just wanted to share that. Thank you, Carla. I guess that means there's hope for the rest of us here. <laughs> oh, shoot. I wanted to ask a question. Uh, I'd asked this of, of, of Deb uh, a couple of days ago, but not the rest of you. Are any of you familiar with Kriya Yoga? K R I Y A. Okay, so something that Yogananda uh, basically was taught in practice. I was curious. Okay. Do you know? <clears throat> like the difference, what give a sense on what's um, you know, I don't know that. I mean, I know what hatha yogi is, I've been doing that, that's the body posture. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's four or five other types of yoga. Many one is primarily breathing oriented, I believe, one is primarily mantra oriented. There's something called Raja Yoga, R A J A, which they call kind of the royal yoga that is kind of seeking. Um, I think um, self-realization merging with a higher Holy Spirit self uh, would be our analogy. Uh, and that's what Yogananda 
uh, is what Kriya Yoga is about, but there's a bunch of different steps and I'm just on like step two or three and there's like 26 uh, yet to be determined. Um, but um, it's really about tuning in and using your chakras uh, to, in essence, um, connect with source directly, uh, energy-wise, um, manifestation-wise, or some that reach that level. Uh, yogis were known to do that. But it's, um, uh, anyway, something I'm... I'm I'm exploring. Uh, I was telling telling Deb. I was I got inspired by that book and uh, was thinking about getting into it a little deeper. It ordered a couple other things. And it's like okay, so let's let's do a check in just to make sure. You know, it's very easy to go squirrel. You know, you're looking. You know, getting distracted on all kinds of other things, intellectual things, or different types of practices. So I pull uh, ascended masters cards most days. And I hadn't pulled them for about three days uh, for whatever reason. And then so after I had this urging, I just went ahead and as a part of my normal routine, pulled a, uh, a card out of my deck. And my deck's got 44 cards. And I think it's got seven Hindu cards. Of the seven Hindu cards, I think there's four Ascended Masters. And the card I pulled was Krishna, which is you know, kind of their highest Ascended Master. I go, well, isn't that interesting? That's kind of interesting. So the next day, what do I call? I pull. I pull Babaji, uh, which is which was Krishna taught Babaji. Uh, you know, basically, and both of them, they're both in the Kriya line, Kriya Yoga specifically. I mean, there's other types of, but that's specifically. It's like, okay, I get it. Again, apparently, I'm supposed to investigate this a little bit further. Um, but I just want to ask. Um, don't worry, about more to report down the road. Did you ask Jennifer? You said you just talked to her. Uh, I did, and she's not um, she's not particularly familiar with yoga. Not she is, and she's read a few of his books, but uh, not particularly Korean. Is it a movement practice, Ron? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I don't know yet. Uh, so far, no. So far, the first couple steps are breathing, uh, and I know at some point, I don't know. You actually do some tongue stretching exercises. I think they actually want you to have your tongue kind of fold back or into your, into your mouth, something coming up. I don't know. I couldn't tell you at this point. So I, I have kept myself from reading too far in advance. I was supposed to spend a week on this and a week on this. And I know myself, I don't want to get ahead. So, um, um, but I'll let you know, but I have to say this, I have found it somewhat energizing. Um, because for those of you who do hatha yoga, there is a breathing technique that you do through both nostrils too. Mm -hmm. This you do with a very long counts between 10 to 15 seconds per inhale and exit. Um, and then another one where you're actually having some of the air go through your vocal cords just a little bit uh, for long, but you're not using the nasal. And when I do it at night at 9, 9.15, when I usually, even when I start when I'm a little bit tired, when I'm done, I'm more energized. Wow. Yeah, for sure. So it's kind of, kind of, kind of interesting. Maybe it's just a temporary thing. So I can still go to sleep. Uh, but uh, yeah. Ron, is this is this primarily a mental yoga, or does it involve physical postures? It's uh, not yet. Not yet. Mm -hmm. Not yet. It's really like get, getting silent. It's getting silent. It's concentrating. They call it ajna on your on your third eye, uh, and you know, trying to. Um, reach, reach source, excuse me. Um, so just in the very, very beginning stages, right, right now I'm still, as opposed to being able to concentrate on, on, on the light between my eyes, I'm still counting my breaths. So, you know, it's going to take me a while to probably get beyond where I'm not going through the functional part of it. What do you... What are you using? Is there a book or something? Yeah, yeah. Kriya Yoga traditionally is handed down to initiates after about a year or two, and it's not something that's just kind of generally given out to the public. Uh, and that was the tradition, at least Yogananda's tradition. Uh, there's a gentleman by the name of J.C. Stevens that's kind of taken a different approach. Uh, he was schooled in this background, uh, even from a very young age, and then did a lot of investigating himself in India about Korea, and then he's written a, a workbook, and it's, golly, it's about 250 pages long, 
Um, looks like it's got 26 different lessons. So it's, he's been the best source I've found so far. Um, so that's, that's why I'm, I'm using his, his workbook. Teaching book. And his name is Stevens? J.C. Stevens. Kriya Yoga. K-R-I-Y-A. Yeah, in a sense, because the I think when Jennifer recommended a book to read, it was like the Yoga of Jesus or something by Yogananda, and um, and I knew I even I didn't finish it, but I knew I I knew when I read it that yoga would be really really helpful for me, but when I was doing stuff from the internet. It's just the the holding the poses and and even though it's very simple, it it was, it was really challenging for me. So I kind of dropped it. But I really felt that yoga would be really really helpful for me. Yeah, I've been practicing hatha yoga for about two years. Uh, I do it twice twice a week for about um, a little over an hour uh, in a class. And I do a little bit on my own, but mainly in a class. Um, and it's. It's fantastic, uh, you know, it's, but, but it depends on the teacher. Some teachers are more just about going through the motions. Others really will kind of get into the, the breath flow and the meditation part of doing, about being in that state while you're doing the, the postures. Um, so that's, I found a teacher that was that way. And I've had a very, uh, um, I don't know, it's been, been, been a really great experience. Well, so yeah, I my daughter and wife challenged me to go to yoga once just as a dare because I've always been very athletic. And I was like, eh, okay, I'll come along. <laughs> now, now they don't do it at all. And now I go twice a week religiously. I mean, I don't miss. So do you feel it's a big difference doing it with other people? Because that's I was doing it alone in my other bedroom and now it's full. I someone. think trying, trying to learn yoga on your own would be very difficult. And there's there's fair there's a lot of different classes out there. Just a just a, a beginning half a yoga class. Um, and there are yoga is not about mastering difficult postures. It's about starting with your breath. And as long as whatever you're doing, your breath is is in the state that it's supposed to be in then you're doing what you're supposed to do. So you don't compare yourself to your neighbor. You know, if someone else is doing something, right, even most of the class that's, that takes, makes your breath go short, you don't do that. You know, it's really all about being in this state of almost like a moving meditation in a sense. And it's very, but it's, it's as opposed to your emotions kind of being your sensor, it's your breath. It's not about moving quickly and working up a sweat and, uh, hot yoga and stuff like that because there, there's different you know it's been kind of when you use the word bastardized there's all different types of ways to do it but um, the I think the heart of yoga is really about the mindset and the breath that you're in when you're doing it so I would highly recommend taking some classes sounds like it's about being learn not learning but being more present doing things that to really be present in the moment. Is that what you're saying? Being present with your body, what's going on? So it's learning how to be present. And then, then what, what at least my teacher will say when we're a little more difficult pose and, you know, everyone's getting ready to kind of get to that breath limit. Uh, she's like, okay, and we're doing this. We're taking it one step further because we all are in life, real life situations that are more challenging. So if we can conquer this challenge right here and right now that will help you be at ease in those situations uh, in real life. So anyway, there's, there's a number of different ways to kind of apply that. Uh, Ron, is there any yoga that you'd recommend that would be for, it doesn't really involve poses and things like that? You know, you go online, Rand. There was, there was a Vietnam vet that was just a mess uh, physically um, that yoga just changed his life. It was just amazing. Um, uh, if I find the video, it's on YouTube. I'll have to try to track it down. But, I mean, he was a severe PS, uh, PSD sufferer and, um, and also had all kinds of physical problems. I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't hardly move. Uh, and then what he was able to do after he started, uh, he, he just, I don't, I don't know what it was that 
made him do what he did. And he, I don't think he did it with a whole lot of outside help. Uh, it was mainly himself that just transformed his life. So uh, even for people who are more physically restricted, uh, there are some things that you can do movement-wise uh, with, uh, with yoga. And then there are some that are, are really not, that are, again, more meditationally oriented where you're sitting. Um, Thanks, Ron. I, sure. I thought he found a teacher that was willing to work with him with all of his... Yes. Linda, you're both I think I was remembering that incorrectly. Yeah, because I think he went to several different um, movement teachers or uh, personal trainers, and none of them wanted to work with him because there there was such a limitation on the amount of movement that he could do. But yeah. he found one that was willing to work with him exactly where he was. And, uh, yeah, the transformation was incredible, just incredible. Just about finding that right person to to guide you, and you know who can guide you to that. Well, I'll just say I have a willingness to find that teacher. How about that? Yeah, absolutely. I have a willingness that teacher to arrive in my life. Yeah. Thank you all. That's helpful. Ron, you know, I think I did see that video a long time ago because my sister emailed it to me. And uh, she's, of course, a miracle student back in Ohio. And uh, she wanted to share that with me. So did see that. I liked it. It was very impressive what he did. I started doing yoga on my own. Like many years ago, I tried to do it with a book or with videos, and it didn't work at all. It was really, I was concentrated only on movements and, you know, how to do the posture correctly. And then I found this teacher and um, like for about three or four years, I was attending her classes once or twice a week. And now what I notice, uh, just I don't have the possibility now to attend the classes because of my kids. But what I learned with her stays. So I now I'm doing it with videos, but I know directly, I go directly to Breath, you know, I don't have to think about it because it's so much in my mind. But to start it, the teacher is, I think, is quite essential because she was just correcting us, you know, she was just, and only having her in front of me and, you know, just helped me. And another thing about yoga is that, you know, Rand, you just, you just shared that with this physical pain and you, you are able to separate the like physical body and your spiritual and mental, you know, life. Yes. And that's what I experienced. Of course, it's uncomparable, the pain that you experience when, but our, my teacher sometimes put us in posture, which was, was just, a, you know, real physical pain after a couple of minutes. And, uh, but she let us be in this posture. And I think this was the purpose of it when you, I think it was exactly this, like you can, it trains you to separate somehow, you know, this physical body and you're, you realize that you're able to do it. You know, you're, that you're able to tolerate a lot of physical pain and uh, just being concentrated on the moment, on the breath, on the, you know. Yeah. But all in all, yoga is just a great thing. Yeah. Well, where does the journey of this this ten thousand step journey begin on this one? <laughs> mm. Well, I will wait, read, be inspired, see if a teacher comes. And moving to a new location here in about a week. And it's uh, a building with 96 apartments in 13-story high-rise. And I'm on the 10th floor. And there's probably lots of people in the building doing this kind of thing. Um, the acupuncturist that I'm starting to see here the last couple of weeks, she lives in the building. And um, 
I'm sure there's a lot more like-minded people. There's a lot of college professors that live in the building as well. So uh, it just has a cosmopolitan sort of thing. So I'm sure there might could be a teacher in there somewhere. I'll be open. Acupuncturist may be able to guide you, or you may be able to put up a notice in the lot, whatever, that people will see that you're looking for somebody that's, uh, you know, willing to be a, a physical trainer for you. Yeah. Um, I was working with a woman that did Feldenkrais. Uh, some sort of movement therapy, but um, I don't think she was. She, uh, uh, I don't think she was guided to work with me. So we ended that that relationship ended. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be just staying willing and open. You know, you know, as long as your awareness is not shut down, and we put out the intention to do, and, and certainly this conversation, nothing ever happens. Uh, in a vacuum here. I'm sure fabulous things will come our, our way on things, for me at least. <laughs> I think something will happen. So looking forward to it. And I'll report back if something miraculous happens, Ron, I'll share. <laughs> Thank you. Open to the miracles. I am open to the mirror. There's your mantra. We are open to the miracles. And we, I've already, it's a miracle we've changed our minds, right? Our, we've changed our attitude, so we've already had the miracle. We are open to the physical manifestation of that mind change. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it came into my mind that we are the miracle, actually. Yeah. I agree. And I'm realizing more and more in a knowing kind of way that it's our allowing and our opening and our willingness, even though we've heard it for three years, it's now in a knowing kind of way that that's what opens the door for the shifts. I mean, I've seen it in this last month time and time again. And it's so, I'm so grateful to, to have it as a knowing now instead of just thinking it and wondering about it and trying to figure it out. <clears throat> and as I hear all your conversations, when I started my healing touch and holistic nursing certification journey in the, gosh, 90s, I took a class, a yoga class, because it's energy medicine, you know, and uh, it was for my modality as an experiential. And I, I was young then, and I could hardly do it, even physically. And it was before I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, but it was so painful. And, and then I recently, in the last year, have taken some local yoga classes where you just go whenever it's an open studio <clears throat> as ron you were talking i realized how much i was in compare while i was doing it and so i'm going to go back now and see watch the difference within me as i do it and try different teachers because it makes such a huge difference. Talk, talk to people around there and they'll be able to tell you, you know, what, and they're the different level teachers and they're, it, just, it makes a huge difference, huge difference yeah. to the teachers. Yeah. And there's actually a beginning level teacher that I felt drawn to because I get emails with class posts, but <clears throat> I have resisted going for a long time and even resisted going to his class, but 
he's popped up on my Facebook loop lately too, so I think it's a listening time. <clears throat> and I also, as you were speaking and talking about the tongue curling connection and connecting it with your mouth, energetically, I know from that reading through my certification process that that makes a connection of a loop. I think of a meridian and that it facilitates a flow within your energy system to open up things. And off the top of my head, I'm thinking it's a large and lung, large intestine connection, but I don't, I wouldn't bet on that. I would need to look it up again. It's been a long time. So, I mean, it's, to me, yoga is another form of energy medicine like Tai Chi or Qigong or Healing Touch or Feldenkrais or all the things that we talk about. And whether it's a body-oriented movement practice like dance and all the other things that we've talked about or an energy medicine practice, it's about moving energy and accessing a greater part of our the truth of who we are through moving energy. And that's what breathing does. It moves energy. So, I don't know, for whatever that's worth, I just <clears throat> support everybody to do whatever you're guided to do. For me, it was Qigong that really brought a lot of healing and intuitive development. Deb, you were bringing up that point about uh, I'm trying to put in the words. Uh, I guess basically it's like if you knew what you knew now, back in your first year or even your second year of this practice, um, we see a lot of people drop out along the way and never make it to where we are now at this level or you know this path. Um, it would be lovely to share with those people at the lower levels that you know their healing is coming, their 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 mind healing is coming because so many people I think lose uh you know they they drop after out after a certain time maybe that's the way it's supposed to be maybe that's the journey I suppose but it'd be lovely to say yeah you're gonna get there if you stay the course it may seem like you won't but you will get there um I was just uh, thinking about that when you were sharing about um, uh, I think a, a number of people give up after a while. Don't stay the course. Well, we're all we're all on our own particular journey. So I just I just I we're getting down. To we have like four minutes left. I just kind of want. I guess I'm gonna share this. I don't know why. But um, what? How do I say it? Before my housemate ever came here, I I just she actually disclosed to me. I'm not sure if it's a breaking confidence, but you don't know her. <laughs> and so I'm just that uh, something some. I don't say specifically what, but some sort of uh, mental, physical issue, right? And um, where she takes medication to manage it. And then um, what I, what I, she actually had a couple conversations and she was like, I didn't realize until after I talked to her, it was like a little strange. I'm like, oh, maybe she's not doing that. And she was like, said that she was healed by Jesus, you know, and she was going to go to Europe and she's going to do all this stuff. And I, I really noticed the thought in my mind of concern for her. 
right? I'm concerned what she's going to be awful by herself and she's not going to have the support of people and, and stuff here. And I realized, uh, I can let that go. This she's she's on her path. It's perfect for her. God has her back. And I just trusted and now she's here. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean it's I just didn't worry about it. I just didn't I just wasn't it was some high concern, you know? And I'm not saying anything about Iran because I really hear it's love in what you're sharing. Love is you you found so much growth within yourself that we all want to share it with people. We all we all ah want to give all the stuff that we learned that we, that we we don't have to learn it because it's already within us, right? That we're discovering, that we're rediscovering, that we're becoming aware of, and we're just would love to share with everybody, everybody, everybody. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly it. So, uh, I maybe uh, if we want to share uh, um, at the end now, um, an intention or a prayer request or something like that. Hey, it's Sheila. I'll have a prayer request, please. Um, and thank y'all for the conversation. It's been very helpful. Um, I have a prayer request around my brother and my mother. Uh, my brother has, apparently was sick while I was gone to the retreat, and they have put him in hospital. He's okay. He's going to be okay. But my mom has been trying to get him to the doctors and take him and help him and all that. So it's really just come to a point that we've got to figure another way around getting him to the doctors and getting to the help he needs. So. Um, it's a wonderful opportunity for me to be able to listen and hear spirit. And I'm just so grateful for all the things that before I would have thought was turmoil, but now I see they're all coming up for healing. And I'm just grateful for it. And I'd like you to just maybe hold the space with me um, to know all is well. Everything is working for the highest and best. And I don't have to figure this out. I just have to allow spirit to figure it out and get out of the way. So thank you for that. Oh, and by the way, Liz had wanted me to say that the reason she was missing the call today was to tell everybody hello, and she was having a meeting with HBO, so we're going to hold her prayer as well, so whoop, whoop. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Sheila. I would like some special prayers ease for ease and grace on this upcoming move. I have a prayer request for my son, which just came here. <laughs> he seems to be, I don't even, I mean, I know he's perfect, whole and complete, but I would like other people to know it as well. <laughs> or, yeah, well, just, I don't know what's best, highest and best, maybe to know the highest and best, you know, it's, yeah. And more peace around this around him and the family as well. Because I learned to be with peace around this, you know, but my husband still needs to learn it. It's the way I see it, my perception. Thank you. I would like prayers around releasing fear that's coming up I am much more peaceful, and yet I'm in a, another healing opportunity. I woke up with dreaming that I was guarding this land space with a group of people, and we were being uh, surrounded by sharpshooters that were bad guys. I don't really know what it's about but I'm willing to release the fear that I felt when I woke up and um, around whatever situation it is. So, thank you. Beautiful. 
I'd like prayers. Um, <clears throat> I guess just to release anything that is holding me back from believing the my highest and best potential, um, body, mind, and spirit. Did you want to share something, Lawrence? I haven't heard from you today. I would like prayers for releasing the releasing the blocks to the awareness mm. of love that is always present, releasing the fear of living, knowing that you're already in heaven. Maybe Ron had to step away. I don't know if he's here. Uh, mine would be, uh, I just ask for, be open to clarity. More and more clarity and, and growing awareness and um, asking for support from the com company of heaven to um, <clears throat> assist me in that. So <clears throat> I think if there's anybody I've missed, have, is there? <clears throat> okay. <sighs> Just pray out. Mm. So, so interested, so willing, so grateful, so grateful for all our experiences, all the opportunities, all the love and support from this community in every moment from all the invisible and even from people that, strangers that are manifesting love support in in tiny ways so open for all the opportunities that happens in our life every day every moment to grow in awareness recognize the love that is all around us that we are and live, live life more fully with joy and abundance and, our, and joy in our learning and our growing awareness. And we're dropping all the, the what's not useful, the blocks, the thinking, the attachments, and realizing the value and letting go of the valueless recognizing that more and more in all our practice. And we're so grateful to be living more fully from our heart, seeing from our heart, loving ourselves exactly where we are and loving all else. And we're inviting the company of heaven, all the invisible realm, 
to support us and we love them and all the support we get all the time to grow and become more aware of the truth of who we are as love, divine love and awareness. And we share all that growth and expansion and with everyone, with everyone, without exception, because we are one in grace and gratitude. So, so, so much gratitude. So it is, and we're recognizing that is, is, amen. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, everybody. for all your shares. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.